Hey, Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family, welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today, I am talking about seven surprising secrets of the other side. And yes, I did a similar episode, episode 141, about a year ago. I got such great feedback from it. So it's kind of like a part two, but it's also different. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. I mean, I have so many questions. I know. Most of them are nonsensical and silly. Okay. About the other side. So is this your segment you're bringing? Yeah, I want to call it. Let's let's just go right into it. All right. Scott's simplistic questions (laughs) about... The other side. Simplistic spiritual questions. Yeah. And okay. then you'll go into like the real stuff. Okay. You know, more, you know, this yeah. is real, but you know. No, you know no, what? simplify it. Yeah, like, I like, simplify it. Like, bring it. Yeah, because I have a lot of questions about, you know, I'm a skeptic. Yeah. And. <laughs> I live with a skeptic. You know, I have Phoebe right now. We made up. She Maybe. Gave me, she gave me a sign. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago. Now I think we're fighting again. <laughs> we're back. We're, we got to an argument. On right. The, uh, Chattahoochee River in Georgia. When we went there, we got to another argument. But, uh. All right, so here are my questions. Like, okay, you know, life is pretty good here for me. I, yeah. You know, I, I'm enjoying life and, you know, I have like a home. and Like I the act of living. I, yeah, the act of living. and It this, pleases you. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, even even if I believe, which, you know, I'm getting there, that, you know, afterwards the things will happen and I'll go whatever. And that I'll there's be, more, that there's an eternal life. Exactly. Right. I, I assume it's not going to be the same as this one. And I kind of like this one. Yeah. So my questions are going to kind of... <laughs> Okay. So, so like, where do you live? Do, do you live in a house? <laughs> like when you die? Yeah. Like when you go to the other side, we'll call it going to the other side. So do, do I, do, do I upgrade my house? Do like, I don't know. Do, where yeah, do I live? Or am yeah. I just like in a space? It's a valid question. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let me just preface all of this with they don't, I only get what they give me and I don't feel like I'm capable or a lot of people are capable of understanding what the other side is like because of my human limitations and with my brain and stuff. And we all have that. So I really feel like it would be hard for us to comprehend logically because our brains were created for this human planet. So I feel like if you're going through that filter, it's hard. It's harder to explain it. So yes, when you're asking like, is there a house? Well, a house is something like you need as a human. Okay. You don't really need so that basically you're on the other side. In the so, other side, I'm hopeless. That's you know what you're what's saying. interesting, though? They will show me houses. So, again, I can only answer questions based on what I've seen in mediumship readings from the loved ones that you guys bring to me. Thank you so much in your lovely reading. So, sometimes they'll show me a lot of times that they're back at a house they were most happy at. Okay. So many times they'll show me a home like, oh, I'll see them on a porch or I'll see them in a kitchen or I'll see them in a garden. And when I describe what I see um, them doing, usually the person I'm talking to is like, oh my gosh, yeah, that sounds like their porch that I, they, they lived in their whole life or whatever. So I, I don't think that that exists on the other side materially. Okay. I feel like it's some sort of imprint of it or something. And they're not a ghost living in that house or anything like that. It's more just kind of like they're showing you the vibe of that familiarity. Okay. So I don't think a literal house exists. I think it's more kind of living in that space or that memory. So I think memories are your homes right. that you live in later. All right. Now let's say, you know, I it's love very to, metaphorical. Yeah. All You're right. like, yeah, and I that's don't, a great answer. Yeah. Then. But you don't like that one. Right. <laughs> okay. You get a mansion, Scott, Thank of you. your okay, design. Good. Okay. Good. good. <laughs> Okay. All right. Now I like to drive. I like to go on road trips. Do I, do I get, do I keep my car? You don't need, you don't have a body anymore on the no. other side. So I'm, You're I'm just energy. All right. So, so you can move as quick as it is to think about something. You're there. Okay. Well, that's actually better. And then I don't have to fill up for gas. Correct. So I said, okay. So, so far one negative, one positive. Right. Um, and I feel like there's more interdimensional travel available to you. Is there like, can, I mean, look, I like to get eight, eight hours of sleep a night. Will mm. I get eight hours of sleep up there? I don't... Or wherever it is. Again, sleeping is a human need. Okay. So, human needs you don't really have over there. What a... Okay. Do so, you got, so a lot of the joys that we have on this side so are kind of like... Because those were my other questions. <laughs> I don't need to eat over there? What you, do I have to go to the bathroom? Do I go to... No, I... I do, again. I'll probably smell better. <laughs> I don't have to worry about okay. hygiene. Again, okay. Human needs... That's great that you identify and you find so much joy in your yeah. physical body. Well, that's, what I, that's what I'm scared. What but, about Jumanji? Do we get to play okay. Jumanji? 
So that's an interesting question. Okay. So it's not really the physical acts of things like eating or Jumanjiing. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast. Oh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't, we actually. If you're new to I'm the podcast, like, Jumanji just means, what does it mean, Scott? I don't, is this the appropriate time to bring it up? Maybe not. Uh, yeah, we'll tell them at the end of the episode. Okay. So doing the Jumanji or. <laughs> it, took, it took on a new turn. It, it kind of took a. It's it like used a to blank. mean something else. It's, a, yeah. it's kind of a free-for-all word here right and right um, now a lot of people are undressing <laughs> because we've said it so many times so doing the jumanji it's not really the act of it it's kind of like the feeling of merging with somebody in a lovely way um and you can do that on the other side actually more fully than you can in in this realm or just loving somebody at all that feeling is something that is much more greatly expressed on the other side because you're not limited by your body ever like you know, like with the kids, sometimes I want to hug them so tight. Yeah. It's not tight enough, you know, like that. But it's really like because my soul just wants to be like, oh, I want to mush you and, you know, mush each other up in it. And they make fun of me, mom. But that's really kind of like the soul feeling. And you get to do that on the other side. Um, eating. Interesting question. Eating and smoking. Coffee. Vices. Yeah, oh yeah. Like every morning I have my coffee. Will yeah. I still have that? I, it's really crazy you say that. So a lot of times on the other side, they will show me that they're smoking. If they were a smoker, they have, have coffee. If they were like a coffee fiend, like, um, eating, like they're eating. Oh my God. Like I'll, I'll see them eating burgers or ch- like all the things they couldn't enjoy because somebody was like, it's bad for you. They, they'll show me on the other side, they're doing it. Now I feel like they're just trying to, I feel like it's more kind of like the metaphor for I get, I don't, how do I say this? Like, it's more the feeling behind it. They're not really smoking, even though I smell it and I see them doing it. I get the feeling of like, oh, wow, like freedom or not feeling restricted or being in a present moment or feeling just like, this is awesome. You know, like when you take that first bite of chocolate cake and you're like, oh, this is great. Like that feeling exists without the need to eat the cake, if that makes sense. And that brings me out, do you have a birthday up there? I'm hoping you don't. <laughs> don't think so. I hate my birthday. Then, you know, what's interesting, again, with mediumship is they're always very connected to dates. A couple things they're connected to. I didn't even make this part of my um, my speech today, but uh, they're connected to if you name somebody after them, they love that. Okay. They love that. And what's, you know what's great? Um, oh, and dates. And dates. Like birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. They're very connected to dates. So they'll show you kind of the numbers of the date. Some of them, some, some people on the other side. So I think numbers well, yeah, the, are the a real, numbers. yeah, yeah but also loved ones on the other side. It's for some reason, some sort of easy energy because numbers are really vibrations are really frequency. Like math is like a frequency okay. for some reason. <laughs> like I'm not good at math, but it's a frequency and they can latch onto that and communicate through it. All right. Well, you've answered about 10% of the questions I have. <laughs> I have, I have like hundreds more. I wrote them all down. Because you can't answer it from the brain. You have yeah. to answer it from the heart or the soul. It's like a different way to answer the questions. And and what it you know, what <laughs> You're if like, you are yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> Again, you know, I'm a skeptic, so I have to Oh, and animals are there with you. I oh, was, yeah, yeah, that was, I was, that was taught down there. growing up, because I was I was raised very, very strict Catholic, that animals didn't have a soul. Which Really? I was in second grade. It's a traumatizing incident, everybody. Second grade, our teacher sat us all down and was like, animals don't have a soul. You won't see them when you die. Told us all this. So I cried so hard. I went home and screamed and cried. My parents were like, that's nonsense. You know? Yeah. I mean. (laughs) But then my, my, and then I told my grandma, my grandma's super Catholic. She's like, yep, that's right. And I was like, what? (laughs) So, but that's not true because when I do mediums, they're always there. Okay, good. Uh, Now I'm hoping my, the cats go another way when we get there. Part ways with the yeah, cats. I'm hoping like we're not in the same <laughs> space up there. I mean that that would be positive too. But you know, and the final thing I guess is you know I've been fighting with Phoebe. And what do you what what Phoebe's is Phoebe's his spirit guide? Yeah, Phoebe's my spirit guide. And what if you have a suspicion that your spirit guide might be drinking? <laughs> like I, I maybe she has been hitting the whiskey. And what do you do then? What do you what do you do if you have suspicions that your spirit guide is drinking on the job? Can you imagine? Yeah. You're gonna confront her first thing on the other side. You're gonna be like, "Where's Phoebe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring her to me." Yeah, she's been she's been doing shots. I, I yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. I know we're having a little bit of fun. We had a very serious episode last we week. Did. If you listen, so we try to make it a little bit more humorous here in the beginning but those are but, but serious, legit yeah. questions i yeah, get th- some of these are really seriously people ask me have. this stuff yeah. so i'm glad all i'm right. glad all right we have a quick ad 
from uh, BetterHelp. And then we're gonna, when we come back, you're going to do seven surprising secrets of the other side. Know Your Aura podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever think about how much time you spend on yourself in a given week versus how much time you spend on other people? You ever think about at the end of the day, like, hey, did I, did I have enough time for myself today? I'm a mom. I'm a wife. You know, no matter what roles you play in life, it's very possible that you're putting other people's needs and wants and expectations ahead of your own. And by the end of the day, you're just sitting there like sometimes I do. And you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. And it can lead for personally for me in the past, it can lead me to feeling upset and sad, a little resentful even. And you know, when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling just stretched thin and burned out and just not our best selves. Well, therapy is a wonderful way to support yourself without leaving um, others behind. You, you can do it both. You can balance the two. I personally have had lots of therapy in my life and it's helped me just get a better grasp on the reality of how much time am I spending on myself versus others and where can I make little changes to make that a balanced experience. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. I mean, it isn't just for people who've experienced major trauma. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com KYA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash K-Y-A. So today I am talking about seven surprising lessons from spirit. These are lessons that I found surprising while doing mediumship. Now, I did my first, this is like the part two, because I did the part one um, back on episode 141. And so this is kind of like the continuation of that. And if you're into my first part, yeah, just go listen to episode 141. That was really focused. This is going to focus on some mediumship too, but the first one was focused on a lot of mediumship stuff, like how the other side handles justice and what I call a timeout with people that have done really evil things in their lifetime, what I feel, where I feel they go to, what place they go to, personal responsibility, regret, how people on the other side can feel disorganized. So some, some surprising tips that I learned, um, just because like when I do mediumship, I'm like a voyeur. I'm just, I get what they give me because I'm just a person. So when I tap in and I tap in through your loved ones, that's my channel and I'm like the phone, you know? So it's me overhearing basically a conversation between them and you that's when I get my info. So I'm like, oh, so it's kind of like I'm delivering you messages, but I'm also listening and paying attention and observing like, whoa, so if you say this, that must mean that. So I learned so much doing this, doing these wonderful readings that I'm so blessed to do. And these are seven more surprising lessons I've learned through doing readings. And um, okay, so number one. So the first thing is, and this is more of like an overall thing. The future is subjective. So I don't believe, just based on, this is me, based on all the readings I've done, I would say, I don't know if I had to give it a percentage, like 90% of your timeline is subjective. Like it's based on free will. It's based on the choices that we all make. So I say to people sometimes, like, I don't make the news, you make the news, okay? So it's kind of like, if you, you know, am I going to get a boyfriend? Am I going to get a job? Am I, and it's like, well, are you going to leave the house? You know what I mean? Like, you have to, you got to give spirit a bone, you know, because like, honestly, you have all the potential to change something. You have all the potential to do something different. You have a trajectory and the trajectory of your future is based on all the choices that you've made up until now. So if you start making different choices, you'll change your trajectory. And that is another word for your future. So you have 
personal uh, control over your future, but it's based on a lot of little tiny choices that you make. And I see this all the time in reading. So how do you get behind it? You have to get a plan and you have to get detailed about your plan. So you need a plan to send universe energy to. And I've said this before, fuzzy plans give you fuzzy results. So I just did uh, a reading recently and somebody was starting their own business. And she had, um, she's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this where I help people plan their trips and then I'm going to do outfits and then I'm going to do, uh, things for kids rooms. And then like all this stuff, like there was too many, there's like throwing spaghetti at the wall. So what you're going to get from that is fuzziness. So if you want to be a travel blogger and you want to be somebody who plans uh, like a travel agent, if you want to be a travel agent for people, you got to focus on that. Like you have to, you can't just put everything out there because it's fuzzy. You have to streamline it. Sometimes you got to pick a lane. Sometimes you have to be like, okay, I'm choosing this and I'm open to other cool things happening. But right now I'm choosing this lane and choosing that lane doesn't mean you're shutting out other things. It just means like, okay, I'm choosing this and I'm just going to make choices that all make sense to this lane that I'm picking in. It's kind of like if you're driving across the country, like let's say I'm driving from New York to LA. Like I know I'm going to New- to LA from New York, but along the way you have to make choices. Like what road do I take? And you want to take the roads that give you the most bang for your buck. Like, so that's why a lot of us take the highways. But if we want more scenic, we'll do scenic routes or whatever. So as you go along, those choices that you make are getting you there. But some of us get there quicker than others. And some of us take more sidetracks or what have you. It's the same thing with your plan. So get the plan, visualize it. Once you do that, all your energy can go to where it needs to go in a more productive way. So examples for how to do that would be get to work on a logo, make a mission statement. Let's say this is like you're starting your own business. Make a mission statement. Visualize a day in the life of you as a business owner doing what you want. Visualize your ideal client. Um, Let's say you want to get a a different job. Visualize the place you're going to work for. Visualize your office. What kind of boss do you have? What kind of wardrobe do you wear every day to go to work? I mean, get detailed about it and send a lot of plans there and energy there. And you'll see that all the choices that you start to make align with the thing that you want with room for it to change and evolve. And that's fine, too. Which is why like once a week you can kind of go over your written down goals and be like, hey, does that still resonate with me? Does that still align? Is that still what I want? Do I want to change anything? You know, fine tune it as you go along. So you want to, just like if you're driving from New York to LA, you want to make sure you're on top of the map. You're on top of the roadmap getting there. You wouldn't just start driving to LA and never look at the map again. Okay. You'd be looking at that map every time you stopped. You'd be like, okay, wait a second. Now, what turn am I taking? What's going on here? What's in this town? You would do that all the way there. And you have to do that with your goals too. And I'll tell you, it makes all the difference with spirit. And your future can be more streamlined and you have more control over it. Okay. Uh, surprising lesson I've learned is everything you do is a message to the universe. Every single thing you do, you are treating the energy or you're telling the energy of the universe how to treat you back. So we really have to watch our own patterns. This has been a big wake up call for me and I'm still, this is a lifelong journey. I mean, I do this all the time. It's interesting because like when I get to do readings, I'm like, whoa, like I, you're all so vulnerable and wonderful and I get to see how you do things differently and you all do things kind of differently and you all have your own authentic ways in which you work and thrive and live your best lives or whatnot. And uh, I get to see all that. So it's really cool. It's kind of like a bird's eye view of so many different ways to live. And the overall thing is that connects us all is our patterns that we put out. It's like, it's like a blueprint that we're creating and the universe energy will follow the blueprint. So if you put out a blueprint of mistreatment, the universe will continue to send will continue to send you things that that align to that mistreatment. And 
it is not obvious stuff. It is the most nuanced things that are so hard to see sometimes. So hard to see sometimes, which is why reflection and good friends and taking a step back are, are so important to this. So, for example, I mean, I could go so many examples, like being cheap with yourself, right? Like you're cheap with yourself, but you'll spend a ton of money on other people. Or you never go to the doctor. You put off your own appointments, but you, you, you're always taking your kids or, or you're making sure your partner goes or your elderly parents go or something like that, but you never take yourself. You eat the food that's not good for you because you want to make sure the other food is there for, for the, the people in your house who want it. So you'll eat junk and let them eat the good stuff. Overdoing it by always saying yes to everything because you're so fearful that people won't accept you if you say no. And then what happens is that fear becomes the truth. Then you start attracting people that won't like you once you say no. You'll start attracting people that don't care about you the way you care about them. And you start realizing like, oh my gosh, I've built a vibration around me of people that don't respect me, but I'm not respecting me. Or people that don't see me, but I don't see me. And that's how the universe will treat you. And because the universe, you know, it's very ego to think like it's good or bad, or I deserve good things. So good things will happen to me. I deserve bad things because bad things will happen to me. It's really not how it works the way I see it in readings. It's more just how, what you put out, you'll get bottom line, good or bad. Like what you put out, you will get. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So examples of this, I mean, I had this client and she worked as a secretary for this engineer business, engineering firm. But she did everything, okay? Like, and there was this guy in the office, and she was working directly for him, and she made him, oh man, like, look like a king. She did it all for him. She knew the job inside and out. She basically did his job for him, but he had the title and he had the compensation, and he was getting all the accolades, and she she wasn't, but she was. She had a job, and this was her job, okay? Same time in her life, she's. It's that's why in readings, it's always easier, and I've said this to you probably if we've done a reading always easier to see yourself at work. If you are having a hard time seeing where your patterns are, notice how you are at work, how you're treated at work, and how you feel about yourself at work. Because it's just easier sometimes to see the vulnerable stuff at work, and then you can start panning it out gently to your personal life. So when in her personal life, she noticed like, oh my gosh, like the same things are happening. With her husband and her kids and her friends and even strangers, she was just constantly doing things for everybody, not getting thank yous. It was like she was this invisible helper who just did things all the time and people just expected them to be done. No gratitude, no no applause, no thank you. Every relationship she had was the same when she took a step back. She noticed in herself she was even doing the same thing. She was taking care of others, spending money on them, spending time and energy talking to them, being their therapist, never mentioning herself, always removing herself from the narrative. Second ever got about her. She was like, never mind. No, nope, let's move it around. She was noticing, oh my gosh, I'm doing this to myself. I take myself out of the narrative. I make myself invisible. I'm more comfortable being invisible. And then this job opened up and this was at the back. Now, fast forward back to the reading. Um, this job opened up in her company in the office where she could do all the things that the guy she was working for was doing, but get like the compensation and the title for it. She already knew how to do it. It's just finally now you get paid for it and you have the title and your own office and all that. 
and she was like on the fence like i don't know you know and then you know after the reading she's like you know what yeah just going for it is a message to the universe just going for it was a message for the universe and and that was a big deal for her just to go for it did she get it that's a good question i don't know Sometimes you guys don't update me. That's why I always say, keep in touch. <laughs> keep in touch. I want to know. Keep in touch. Okay. So that's that That story stuck with me. Okay. Third thing that surprises me, lessons from spirit, babies. Babies are also free will. I talked about everything being free will. Babies are free will too. Sometimes we feel like we we have this kid out there and we haven't had this child yet. Um. You don't have to have every baby that you feel you're going to have. Babies are free will. I say this all the time. Like, you have to do the work to get them. Um, There could be a baby available to you. And and if you don't, if it's not the right time or you don't have that cooperation with a partner or do it yourself or, like, whatever, it's just not going to happen. Babies are free will. They require action to happen. (laughs) Um, and, And babies are yours. DNA does not matter. And I really want you to understand that not in a cliche way, in like a really, really true way. I recently had a reading with a woman whose dad had passed. And so it was like a mediumship reading with her dad. It was really, really nice. And and uh, uh, after the reading, she caught up with me because this happens a lot. Like I'll do a reading and then it's just like a lot, a lot of information. And during the reading, you're like, oh, and then after you're like, oh, yeah. And you want to tell me about it, which I love. And um she so after the reading she wrote me an email and she's like you know i was adopted now that did not come up in the reading at all which does not surprise me because that's her dad and that's his kid dna is like a human thing like blood relationship stuff like that's human stuff the soul relationship is what's real and when you're adopted or you adopt a child like that's your that's your family that is your kid and that and those are your parents and didn't surprise me at all he didn't mention it on the other side because that's his kid like that doesn't even make sense you know to mention it like on that side of things on the other side and i'm sure he probably wouldn't even mentioned it in life life and while he was living because i see that a lot with people who are adopted and their parents it's like oh yeah i forgot you are adopted like, people forget because it's like you're my kid and you're my mom you're my dad anyways um and then what's interesting was like during the reading her birth mom's name came up in the reading but she didn't realize it until after the reading so it was kind of cool but but yeah dna doesn't matter and i feel like that's just an important thing to hear and understand if you were adopted or if you're thinking about adopting or if you have adopted honestly it's the soul the soul relationships you have babies coming to you and they might not be dna babies they might come in a different way because babies come in all sorts of ways not just biologically they are still yours no matter what um I mean, there's so many different ways babies come into people's lives unexpectedly. I had a, I mean, this happened so many times, but I, I had a reading with a client and she, um, I'm like, oh, I see a boy around you. And she's like, that's biologically impossible at this point. I can't have any more kids. I'm like, it's so weird. I feel a boy. And she felt a boy too. She's like, that's weird. Cause I do too. Cause a lot of you kind of feel these babies around you. And then she updated me couple years later and she's like i ended up having to adopt my sister's son you know so that's kind of because of family issues and some problems and you know again that's her baby you know that's her child that came they come to us in all sorts of interesting ways but they're yours and to piggyback off that number four i've talked about this before and this is a little sensitive but i feel like it's necessary to talk about babies who pass babies who pass a lot of times when a baby passes i just feel them around their moms and dads but a lot with the moms um and not all the time but sometimes i'll get a feeling of some sort of soul contract prearrangement now i am not this is just me telling you from my experience and I'm telling you this because it's just a, something I notice across readings sometimes. Not everybody, but a big majority. And this, I am not God, and I am not saying that these things should happen or there's a reason for anybody to lose a baby. There's never a reason for that tragedy. So I am not saying that. I'm just saying that sometimes I feel 
sometimes I feel that there was some sort of prearrangement in the soul contract because every once in a while I'll get, especially like if it's a miscarriage, for example, no matter how early it is or late, I'll get this feeling of intense gratitude from the baby to the mom. Thank you. And there was some sort of need. There was some sort of holding that that little baby needed for however long that baby was held for by the mom's body. And that, I get emotional talking about it because it's such a strong feeling when I get it. And it's something that I don't even have words for. But when I say it, sometimes to some of you moms who've experienced that, I know you get it because it's not something other people can understand. It's a relationship you had with that little baby and that little baby had with you. And it's a relationship not a lot of people get, but you get it. So, and, and I'll just feel this like intense gratitude, like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And what's interesting is sometimes these babies, they don't feel like, on the other side, they don't feel like, um, how do I put, they feel like a higher level energy. You might want to call it a more high vibrational being or an angel or something to that manner. It's like there was a purpose to their time spent here, no matter how short. And it had something to do with their ability to transcend or something that I do not understand, but it feels very high vibrational and very meaningful um, and very transcendental. And I just get that the sacrifice of the mother was something that is not by chance. It was something that mom agreed to at some point in her soul contract agreement. And it's just the selflessness that hits me. Sometimes when I do these reading, like the selflessness of the mother, whew, all right, I get emotional talking about it. So again, I would never say, oh, it's meant to be, you know, not, of course that's so dismissive of your pain, but I wanted to mention it because it's a sensitive thing. So sometimes I don't like to bring up sensitive things because I don't want to hurt anybody or make them feel sad, but it is something that there's such beauty in it and there's such gratitude. So I hope that came across in that lesson because it really does hit me when I get to do those readings um, for baby loss moms. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Bite.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay. Number five, another mediumship one. There is no step in spirit. Stepmom, stepbrother, stepsister, stepdad doesn't exist on the other side. They're just going to come through as your mom, dad, sister. It's like they just, they won't, they won't do that. <laughs> Sometimes... I had a reading not too long ago with somebody and I'm like, oh, it's like your mom coming through. And it's like, oh, no, my mom's alive. I'm like, okay, well, it's like your mom. Well, I was raised by my stepmom. Okay. Like if they raised you, they're your mom, you know, like even if they're not, like it just doesn't come through the step thing, Um, which again, the relationship will always come in as a hundred percent who they are to you. Because it's such a human thing to use DNA, such a 3D thing to use bl blood relationship as some sort of factor in what a relationship is. When really it's the soul relationships which matter, which matter most to us, which most of us understand. Especially if you've like had family come into your life in the form of friendships and, and whatnot. So, and, and then you've had to say goodbye to people in your own family who are 100% DNA related to you and you're like, oh no. So, so it's just... I feel like it's an in, it's just necessary. I mean, so many of you were raised by really amazing stepfathers and they don't come through like stepdads. They come through like, you are my kid. So many times they come, you are my child. You are mine. I always wanted you. I never, I never not wanted you. Um, another thing is I'll get, oh, this is just, this is, you know, I'm just adding this on because I just am remembering it. Um, ooh, yeah, uh, a lot of... 
I mean, there's just, I read so many people. So if this applies to you, and if not, here you go. Some of you had troubled upbringings where your parents couldn't take care of you, or you had one parent take care of you and the other one kind of stepped out or something, and grandparents stepped in. Okay, a lot of you that I read had very involved grandparents who gave their time and energy and money and their homes and their stability and their food and they just they raised you they raised you so many times can i tell you that they come in and they just want you to know that you were never a burden you were never a bur- you were a joy to them i get that so much when that happens and i wonder if it's just because if that's something that you go through it's it's just one of those feelings inside that you might hold and they come in really quick to say no 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 that was a pleasure a lot a lot of that them do that so i just wanted to bring that up okay number 6 here okay yeah this is another thing i get i mean and i don't even understand this one fully again when i do these readings i'm kind of it's like i get a little pee- i get like a little peephole into the other side like i don't get a full view i get, i get whatever the people i'm connecting to like let me see and sometimes it's just crumbs and sometimes it's just like all right if you're saying this and this must be true like I, i'm like a detective trying to it's like i am like eavesdropping <laughs> sometimes i feel like on what they show me because they're really trying to talk to you so anyways this one is a little out there, but follow me. We, so this is just a blip. Like, wherever we are right now, this is a blip. This is a blip in eternity. Some You can call it a classroom. You can call it like a pit stop. You can call it, it. This is not the destination. That's for sure. How do I feel that to be true? So many of people on the other side, it's like they're coming to the reading it's like they're stepping away from something like, oh, okay, I stepped away to do this reading today. Because remember, on the other side, like you're not limited by a body. So you're just your energy and you can move quicker. So just like a thought, just a thought is as easy as it is to kind of tap in. So I always get like, or most of the time I'll get, sometimes they're chilling, sometimes they're relaxing, sometimes, but a lot of times I get there in the middle of something when, when the reading's going on. So they're like stepping away from what they are in the middle of to communicate with you, which means here's my crumb. It means they're in the middle of something, right? Like, what are they doing over there? Because I have seen through some mediumship readings that there are actually jobs on the other side. Like I'll get glimpses of people doing things over there and saying that they're busy. And they do this to try to, because some of you, they don't tell everybody this, but sometimes just based on whatever your relationship was with them and the couple of times it's happened, I don't know, like you were worried about them being scared or you're worried about the person who passed um, being okay or productive or whatever. So sometimes they just want to show you, yeah, I'm productive. Look, I'm doing this. Like I saw once somebody's mom who, uh, yes, okay, yeah, somebody's mom, and yeah, she was showing me she's taking care of babies. She just takes care of babies. It's just, she's, she's like in charge of a nursery and she loves it. Who are these babies? You know, these are babies that need holding. These are babies that need comfort. These are babies that have come to the other side and need love and the love that she's more than happy to give. So I saw one grandma showing me that and she was really busy and she was in the middle of that and she loved it. And then once I saw this boy, he had died as a teenager, really terrible, um, tragic and he showed me because he wanted to show his mom that he's okay he showed me he was he was like the leader of some sort of and he showed me all these little all these other kids so i got this feeling like hey i'm like uh, you know i'm it's kind of like uh, like camp initiation or camp um like when you come in and you learn everything about the other side like i he felt like he was in charge of other kids that died quickly and tragically and they were kind of coming through him and he was like their camp counselor like hey guys you know here's the ropes on the other side you know like just really fun and sporty and excited and loving and just like hey we're good you're okay like kind of initiation into the other side it, it was the most fascinating thing um then he sh- he wanted to show his mom like he was okay and he was with other kids and he was helping them so crazy yeah super crazy 
Um, the other thing I get is from the other side is some of some of them show me that we can choose to move on out of our actual identity. So, you know, I'm Megan in this lifetime, but I'm not really Megan. You know, there's a, like a higher self-identity because we're part of like this bigger energy. And they'll show me you can like move on. You can kind of go into a more organized, leveled up energy. I feel like we compartmentalize a lot of our energy. Like we stuff it in this body. But there's so much more. It's like you're just, just like a piece of your energy is here right now. And there's so much more to it. So anyways, I feel like we come here to have some sort of learning, transformational change, energy cleanse, lesson, like just blowout study session. <laughs> like that's what it feels like to me. From some of the people on the other side who kind of are like, yep, moving on like that. Usually I only get that moving on vibe when someone is completely done with being human and they want to move forward from this situation and kind of go over to the the higher realms of things. So again, take I don't get to see everything, but it, they kind of show me that there's other options for your energy to evolve into. It's really interesting. Finally, and this is a fun one, a fun mediumship with one, you will connect to your ancestors when you're doing family tree stuff. I wrote about this in my book, the psychic workbook, because it's something I do see often. And you need to know that you aren't just the obsessed family member over on Ancestry.com. Like it is, it is a mediumship thing. Um, anyone in the family can do this. I just usually tend to see the yellow blues or the yellow indigos being the one to take on the challenge. And take it on in a way that's like, wow, you're doing a really good job at this. And then like you always, there's always that one member of the family who's doing it. And if it's you, it's you. <laughs> and you know, like they're always asking questions. Like they'll call, they'll call up random cousins like, hey, what was your, what can you, it's like, it's like the, <laughs> the family detectives. They're so into it. So if you, if one of these people in your family calls you, please just humor them and just give them the information that you're going to make them so happy. And you're helping all your ancestors on the other side who are bothering that person right now. Um, the other thing is, if this is you, you will be led in directions the more you dive into the family tree stuff. So follow your interests and follow the curiosity because that's them speaking to you. Lots of secrets will come out and they want them to. I see that all the time. And I call these people memory keepers. Usually one person in a generation is this person. I don't know how that works out. It's like they they all they just find the one, usually yellow, blue, or yellow indigo person, and they all kind of attack you. So if you're feeling the itchy need to go dive into the family tree and just figure it out for everybody, do it. Because you're going to do it for the next generation memory keeper. <laughs> Who, who's maybe like two years old or not even born yet, you'll you'll give it to that person to continue on and you'll have like a nice little solid foundation. So if it feels like nobody cares except you, it's probably true <laughs> until the next person in the generation comes up and is like, oh my gosh, thank you, aunt so-and-so for doing all this. I didn't know you, but this is awesome. And then you'll be bothering them. So it's just a cool little story arc of family generations that I see and uh, a little nudge and encouragement and pep talk in that direction if that happens to be you. Hey, Scotty, you got your Lumi on today? Oh, yes, I sure do. I never do a podcast episode without it on. Yes. I put it on there, there. Oh, wait a second. I forgot there. Oh, under that? Oh, yeah, under that there. <laughs> you need to go put that on under that there right now. Going to do that right now. All right, awesome. Lumi is a whole body deodorant. <laughs> it's the first of its kind. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body, your pits, your under boobs, your thigh folds, belly buttons, butt cracks, vulvas, and feet. It's created who by... Who do? Who do? Who do? Created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal... BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor up to 72 hours. How? Unlike some deodorants that try to mask odor with a fragrance, 
fragrance. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free, pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. I have it and I love to bring it with me to the gym. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes, which I highly recommend, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code KYA at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So I have a, you know, you, you covered some great material there, but I still have more burning <laughs> questions. I, you know, will I have green in my aura? Will I even have an aura? I don't even know when I go to the other side. Will On I have the gr- other side? Yeah, that's will interesting. I have, will so, I have green in my aura? Yeah, the people, yeah. So. <laughs> you can are, stop it. You can no, stop it. These are these. great questions. <laughs> no, these are really good questions because the people do ask me like, do I keep my aura when I die? Yeah, and, do I keep and, my aura? Okay. I want to keep my aura. couple things. I feel like when we reincarnate, if you believe in that, <laughs> just leaping on that, you believe on that. Like, I really feel like we, we uh, pick new aura colors. Oh. That's the first thing. Okay. People ask me that all the time. So I'm, I think I'm going to stick with red, blue, but I want a little, <laughs> a little, I want a little drop of green in there. Yeah. I know I was yellow in a past life. I have like a whole past life memory about it. Anyways. So one, two, when people die on the other side, they kind of, they do keep their personality and their aura colors a bit, at least when they present their energy to me. Um, I feel like you have a choice to do this. So you stay more in touch with your human relatives that are still on the other side. You still love and care for them and whatnot. So I would say the majority of people, although it is a choice, stick with their aura colors slash personality slash kind of their identity, who they were, their their character. Um, I, I say sometimes it comforts me how much people don't always change on the other side. Like if somebody was a creepy joke teller, I'll kind of get their creepy jokes like in in a reading and I'll be like, God, this is really inappropriate, but he's showing me this or like kind of weird stuff like that. And they'll be like, Oh no, that was him. It's fine. Or, or I've gotten like brothers making fun of their, I did this one reading and a brother who died started. I'm like, why is he showing me your middle toe? He's kind of like showing me your middle toe. It's really weird. She's like, oh my God, he used to make fun of my middle toe all the time. Cause she had like a long middle toe. Oh my God. So he was like in brother fashion would like razz on her all the time about it. And she was like self-conscious. It's funny. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of like, they don't a hundred percent change, but it's a choice. So do you keep your aura colors when you die? You do, if if that's what you want to do for a while before you choose to kind of level out and move on like I discussed. So if I come back, and I do believe in the reincarnation thing, Mm -hmm. I could choose to be red-blue again? You can, but I don't think it's you, Scott, that's going to choose it. I think it's your higher self, and you might want to try something new, you know? Probably as a joke, (laughs) Phoebe's going to make me like red-pink or something. Red-pink-blue. Yeah, maybe like turquoise or something. Well, yeah. (laughs) After she's had a couple. But anyway... (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right. Let's just move on. I'll, okay. I'll ask more questions in the upcoming episode. All right. I love your simplistic questions. Yeah, and simplistic honestly, questions. I think like they, they aren't simplistic. All right. No, well, they're nice good. Thing. They're good. Okay. There's no stupid questions. <laughs> it's okay. Well, all right. Next topic. So. Yes. Oh, well, here's the deal. You have a red aura and something came to pass actually today <laughs> that we it's kind of like a full circle red aura moment yes. with your fight with your doctor's office. Yes. I, I finally think I've broken through to them and yes. made them believe me. Yes. Okay. So, so basically, all right, so here it is. I mean, do I have high blood pressure? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is I'm also a red aura thing yeah. to have high blood pressure. You right. run hot. You run hot. Yeah. So, you know, every, every year I go, you know, I go to the doctor, no matter what, and I get this crazy number when I'm you at the do. doctor's. It's you know, people, I've seen their faces. Yeah. Like one time they wanted oh to like God. ship me off to like the hospital. No, no. You have the blood pressure where people are, they have to check with the doctor. They're like, excuse me for a second. Like the technician or nurse or whoever's handling yeah. it will be like, excuse me for a second. And you know what they're doing. They're oh, running straight to the doctor <laughs> because then the doctor comes in and they like look at it themselves and they're like, are you feeling lightheaded? It's like the same yeah. thing happens every time. Yeah. They're, they're about to call 911 on you. Yeah. No, one time an EMT showed up and 
she was ready to take me away. Yeah. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it, it's that bad. You've okay. had like the EKGs, like what yeah, they, they, they check your, they put the tape on your chest. They yeah. want to make sure there's you're like, okay. There's like a couple of times I had to wait there for a yeah. while because they wouldn't let me go. That's how high it is, is our yeah. point. So it's a very high number. Now, <laughs> it's not funny, but it is. Now, okay. So I know that my, no, like, in my, when I leave that office, the number is going to go down. Okay. So it's not that high. I don't like have that number all day long. Yeah. So, you know, so I've been, you know, working with the doctor, you know, there's things that we do to get it lower and I have to take my blood pressure. I'm supposed to take it every day. Well, let me I, just tell everybody, we okay. had to purchase our own yeah. blood pressure uh, machine right. yeah. and I have to hide it because even when you look at it, you start getting high blood pressure and we just like hide it in the pantry. But if it's like peeking out, like when you grab cereal or something, you'll start having high blood pressure. Like you right. can't even look at it. Right. And if you've been listening to the podcast a while, like we actually had a hypnotherapist come on and try to heal you of it. Yeah. I still, actually, I'm going to try that. We I have still to try that to, again. I, I do have to do that because yeah. I actually got sidetracked. But anyway, yes. so, you know, when I take the number in peace and, you know, everyone's sleeping, <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a regular number. No caps. You know, I'm probably a little high. You know, I'm like in the 120s on the top number, if you guys know what that is, and then like 75, 80 on the bottom. Right. Which is, which is like, I think normal is maybe a little high, whatever. Yeah. But again, like, I take a little It's like high normal. To, yeah, like high normal, whatever. And every time I go in there, I tell them those, because I take a log, I write it all down, I show them the log, and it always says like 120-something over 80 or 75, whatever. And I show it to them, and they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and they they don't believe me. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, what do I have to do right. for you to believe me? So today is, they, yeah. they wanted me to bring in all my stuff. So they told me to bring in the cuff that I use, everything. I take a picture of the readout. Put my, I actually put like things in it to prove you're trying to prove that this is me. This is me, like a newspaper. Yeah, like you holding a newspaper. A newspaper. Yeah, I got my thumbprint. <laughs> right, everything there. Right, see, to it's, show me, it's me. That this is what's well, really going. They on. don't believe you. They don't believe me. And that's like your red aura. Yeah, uh, like red auras are very logical and practical and very. 3D in a lot of ways that they think about logic and practicality and, and the way the world works. And so these doctors are also that way. Right. So when you come every time and you have these like crazy high numbers, but you're just like this patient, like, oh, I'm not like this all the time. They're like, mm-hmm, sure. Right. You know, like prove it. Right. And so this has been like the running thing for years. So you're kind of going after logical doctors versus logical yeah. you. And, and, but today it sounds like you finally convinced well, them. Well, I, I, I mean, and again, I've tried everything. I told them I'm a red aura. Mm -hmm. They were like, what are you talking? Like, they thought I was crazy. <laughs> like, I started telling, explain what red auras yeah, are. You see, yeah. It's because I'm a red aura. That's why it's a little higher here. That, you know, I've been meditating like Now before. they're calling for a psych eval. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, they, mm -hmm, like when they walk in, you should see when I walk in, I'm like, hum, I got my binaural beats on my Yeah, you go with your headphones on. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing my hum, you know, yoga poses. They caught me doing like a yoga pose when I can't, because, you know, when they knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've been meditating before. Yeah. It, all these things. Nothing works. It's always high. And I know that's not the number. I mean, I even know now myself when the blood pressure is high because I can feel it. Yeah. In, but whatever. So finally today, you know, I showed her this picture. Right. At least I care. Showed the cuff to her. Yeah. They took it with the cuff. It matched. Like, they thought my cuff was broken. They're like, right. they're telling me my cuff's broken. Right. That's, you know, so I had to bring the cuff. So finally today, I think they believe that That's I have awesome, white Scott. coat syndrome. Yeah. The saga's over. Right. I don't. Yeah. And. A bonus, they care. Yeah. I At least guess. they care. But they it, do. You know, it's like, I guess that's how we're, and, it, and like, I get combative. I'm like, combative with the doctor. I know. Like, I walk in there, like, guns a blazing, like, like. But at the end of the day, like, you're the one showing up there. You yeah. know, their job is to, like. I don't know. I know. Whatever, it's like the war with the doctor. Like war with the doctor. Who's. And with my old blood <laughs> It's like, pressure. it's your choice to walk in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's your choice to be there and ask them like, for I'm care. Not I'm, not, I'm just not going. But, you know, I've been around people and they. You know, okay, just because I think certain people I grew up with, <laughs> like, they'll argue. A number's a number. You know what I mean? Like, no, not everybody wants to hear that. Yeah. But it's the truth. Like, when you go in, your blood pressure is that high. Like, yeah. it shouldn't no, even true. ever get that high. Like, no. nobody's blood pressure. I don't care. I don't care if a great white <laughs> shark is chasing you. It, it maybe then, I mean, like your blood pressure shouldn't be yeah, that high. And at the end of the day, like 
that's the number. Like, yeah. that's what your blood pressure is doing right now. I'm arguing with it. And you're arguing against it. Well, that's not real. Well, sir, it is real because look, you know, like it is real. Yeah. So your heart, your blood pressure has the ability to go that high. And sometimes like for me, just when sometimes people argue a number like, or they get, they're just like, well, that's not true. Or it's like, well, it is true. It's true in this moment. It's true. I guess. Well, when I go <laughs> I to, guess. when I go to the other side, am I going to have high blood pressure? <laughs> no. Well, my numbers go down. No, but when I you see know, the doctor up there. I really feel like our bodies. Do I have to see a doctor up there? <laughs> no, Scott. Do I have to go again, to the dentist? Do I have to go to the dentist Again, up there? you don't have a body if, on the other side. So you don't to, have like the issues that a body has. If I don't have to go to the dentist <laughs> over there, that's a real big plus. You know, our bodies <laughs> are really expressive. They, they, are, they are able to show us, I feel like, mirror a lot of our personality traits sometimes. And you do run hot. And you are kind of perseverative. Yeah. And, and, that, and your body gets like that too. I think, yeah. And, and you do red rant. And it sounds like your blood pressure red rants as well. Well, I you think know? that's actually, because today was actually, I think, higher than even other, like some of the other times. And I think because I knew I was going in there like fighting. You're like, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah, you've been building Cause, up to cause, like, it. Because like my eye was like, like I could feel it. I yeah. Like, I could feel my blood pressure going up. Your blood pressure, your like, special yeah. vein. Yeah, my, one, my 150 <laughs> blood pressure that I had when I was there. So, but I knew I was going in there. With so it's the, been higher than that. What, what, yeah, it's what, been higher. What was it the highest? Was it like... Uh, was in the one seventies or something? Oh my god! One time. Like all the medical professionals listening right now, like oh, whoa! Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, they, well, one time they they tricked me, like because like <laughs> okay, yeah, they tricked me. No, they tricked me because they tell you you go. I'm like you're going to take a blood test, yeah, for your physical, right? And I always ask them, do I take my blood pressure when I take the blood test? And they go, no, no, just the blood. You just get your blood test. There's they, no blood yeah. pressure. And then one time. The lady's like, no, you have, we changed our policy. You have to take your blood pressure before the blood test. And that's, I mean. They probably want to see if you're going to pass out is probably what they want to do. Yeah. Because sometimes people pass out before you get your blood test. Yeah. I, so we're so opposite. No, we're such opposite people. And Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was even thinking that. I'm like, well, maybe they're going to think that I took your blood pressure. Oh, I'm thinking that's that I was going to tell them like, well, that's impossible because she gets like 80. Uh, if I had number. 120, a great white shark would be. <laughs> Would be attacking me. Like, I get it opposite. Like, they're like, they think I'm, like, are you alive, (laughs) ma'am? Because, like, my (laughs) pulse, sometimes it's, like, in the 50s. That's funny. And, like, my, I think I've gotten it, my systemic, my top number has been, like, like sometimes high 70s. So, I'm, like, very, I'm very, I run real chill. Well, you know what's kind of funny? If you put both our (laughs) numbers together and you average them out, we have a normal (laughs) blood pressure. (laughs) So, there you go. That's why we do so well. That's why we do so well together. Because you just mesh those two numbers. Divide by two. I have such a chill body. Why isn't my brain chill? Yeah. Like, it's funny because your brain's chill, but your body's not. My body's chill, but my brain's not. It's weird. All right. Weird. We did, before we go, we did promise to explain Jumanji. Oh, yes. We can call it overtime. It's really important. You want to explain overtime? Overtime. You you just go. Just go. Just go. You're allowed to leave. Please go. You don't want to be here. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And if if, now that you're here, okay, you chose to stay. Yeah. So it's on you. It's on you. Anything that you hear now is on you. All right. So Jumanji. Jumanji, How did it happen? Well, I'm going to tell you how it happened. I forget. It was was like a prophecy that came to me (laughs) in my my dreams, in my sleep. And it was towards the beginning of the podcast, right? When we were doing the podcast, and it just it, it maybe my spirit guides were talking to me. Maybe me and Phoebe were on. She was probably drinking too. And she came down, and it was this message that I got, and it was just like, <laughs> play this game called you know, Jumanji. Well, I named it Jumanji, but play this game. Right. And basically, it was because our listener base is I would say probably 95% women. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to come up with an idea yeah. how to get, you know, couples involved. Right. You know, more male listeners. And, you know, I was racking my brains. And, you know, most guys, you know, especially if they're red or they're not going to be into this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we could get some of the greens. We could, you know, get some of them. But, you know, the purple yeah, blue guys. stereotype that. Yeah, we're just going to stereotype guy. But yeah. the red or guys, they're not going to do it. Okay. I mean, they're just not. You know, right. it's tough enough to get him to do a review. They're, you know, they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to listen to it. <laughs> Steal their phones, by the so way. Like, and how do, do we get <laughs> more couples involved together? And I came up with this game called Strip Podcast. Strip Podcast. Yeah, it was called Strip Podcast. You're the inventor of it. Anybody else does it, they stole it from Scott. That's right. I have a trophy. Other podcasts probably now do it, but yeah. this is where Just it originated. Just so you know, it originated here. Yes, it originated here. And, you know, basically, Jumanji, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to have a word. Every week. Every oh, that's week right. 
that when you hear that word, you know, I, I stole it from a little bit. I stole that part from like Andy Cohen. Watch what in, happens. Watch lives. what happens live with their drinking game. With their word. drinking game thing. Yeah. So I was gonna have a word, but then it like everyone loved Jumanji. And yeah, it, we just and stuck with that, Jumanji. That was the fan. That was the fans of the listeners of the show. Yeah, that did that. So, um, you know, every time you hear the word Jumanji, yeah. you take off an article of clothing. But now it means lots of things. But now, yeah, it's it, over the episodes. Because <laughs> we're a family-friendly show. Yes. And we have younger <laughs> ears. Do. Who probably left by now. I hope we're so. we're in overtime. Yeah, right. We, yeah, overtime is for... 20, 18 and older 27 27, 27 plus if you make it to <laughs> if you make it to your what is it uranus returns or something uranus. what is that your your bar saturn. your bar's bar saturn returns saturn returns yes if you make it to your <laughs> if you make it through your saturn returns you're they, allowed to listen to overtime they call it uranus now or something uranus oh yeah. it's not your yeah because that was like a joke all the time right yeah so they got rid of that but yeah, yeah. so if you're in your saturn <laughs> returns you can you listen may over, listen you can listen and play Jumanji, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So that that was the whole well, thing. Thank you, Scott. You would take off an article of clothing, and right. sometimes we say it like ten times, so it would be fun at the end. Right. That's how it. Yeah. That's that's what it is. And now everybody uses it. Okay? Yeah. On yeah, the Mystic Michaela spiritual family page, on yeah. the Facebook page, everyone's like, yeah, oh, it, yeah. Everyone know. like you know I when I people, it's a great euphemism <laughs> for I, anything you don't want to say. Yeah, like when I sign off on an email, I usually write like best. All the best, Scott. When people email me, they just sign it Jumanji <laughs> and their last name or their first name. You know, Jumanji, yeah. Erica. You know, well, that's like the only. That, that's a big word. Yeah, you, yeah, you'll pay attention. That's what. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. a definitely. And, and every time I see it or do it, I do take off an article of clothing. <laughs> that's nice of you because you play along. You're, I play along. Yeah. Yeah, you play too. Yeah, I wear like fifteen layers now, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're not a cult. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not only at by all. only by 16th century definition, we are a cult. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Excellent. Thank you, Scott. All right. So this podcast is for you and about you, and we're so glad you spent some time with us today. 